Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Watch the Tape podcast. My name is Brendan, and I'm here with my co-host, Christopher. It is a pleasure to be here. So, quick rundown of the podcast. This podcast is going to be heavily focused on the best institution in all professional sports, the National Football League, and its most compelling facet, the NFL Draft, which occurs in late April this year. We're starting a little bit early because we always like to get a head start on watching the tape so that our takes are the most thought out, most nuanced, and most precise out of anybody. But this first episode, we're going to be talking more about the stuff that's on every football fan's mind. So, Chris, you want to take us through our three main topics for this episode? Of course. So, for this episode, we'll start out with the recent head coach and GM firings. We'll go over what good fits we could see, what potential hirings might look like, how that might affect the landscape of the NFL. Then we can move on to our little playoff bracket. Just a quick note, we are recording this on the first day of Super Wildcard Weekend. So, <laughs> the, the Bengals emotions... Won. The Bengals are, won. Yeah, yeah, the Bengals did win. We're just going to put them in matches. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and we'll talk about our little reactions to who we think could win, what might shape out, and how that will affect the rest of the playoff Mm-hmm. schedule and then we'll finish off with a quick little uh overview on the draft and what our biggest thoughts are what we think a team may need what we how we think it might shape up at this moment in the draft process okay let's get into the first topic head coach and gm firings i got a question to start it off outside of everybody's most surprising moment of the week the firing of brian flores in miami of course what was the move that surprised you most last week? Honestly, I don't even think this move was surprising. It was just surprising it took so long. The firing of Joe Judge after the Giants total just collapsed in the second half. Of, not in the second half, the last seven games. last six games, I believe, they were, they lost by what? Double digits each double game? Double digits, yeah. First time in like NFL Do you think or something? that the Aaron Rodgers appearance on the Pat McAfee show. A hundred percent. It, 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 it affected that. Because I, I know for a fact, I think everyone knows, that the Mara family, the Tisch family, the Giants organization is very very proud of their, I would say, their uh, how people view them. Yeah. They are very their honorable. Reputation. Yeah, their reputation. As Mr. Mara said, he hates when he goes to the owner meetings, has to explain why his team is so bad. Of course. Because they haven't. There's really no other way to explain how bad they have been. They have just been, for the last six weeks, they were easily the worst team in the NFL. And right now, they're not in the greatest spot to really rebuild, especially quick. Like some of these other teams, like we saw the Bengals within, what, this is Zach, Zach Taylor's, Taylor's third, third year. And they're, they just won a playoffs game. Yeah. But, on, like the, again, with back to the point of it being the most surprising thing, I thought he was going to get fired. But then... Two days after the season, and it seemed like he saved his job. Everything was fine, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like on a what day was it that he got fired? It was um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon. In the beginning of the day, you hear little like murmurs. We'll say, "Oh, mm-hmm. his job might not be safe after all." <coughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He's out. Now the entire Giants organization is probably gonna get cleaned from honestly the entire front office down. as it should be. As yes, it should amen, be. amen. But For me, go on. My most surprising was firing of David Coley in Houston, because like the that. fact that Houston won three games this season was honestly a shock to most people. They stayed competitive all year, 
in a lot of games. Yes. Yes. Even up to the final game, playing as a Titans team that needed the win to lock up that one seed in Tennessee. Yes. And they stuck in that game with a quarterback taken in the third round. Barely, Davis Mills barely even played in college. He couldn't secure the starting position the year he got yeah. drafted. He couldn't That's secure Stanford. it. Now I guess it's just a continuation of the Tyrod Taylor curse where he yeah. always goes down. The guy behind him always plays well. Pep Hamilton, I think, the offensive coordinator there is going to get a lot of looks. He'll definitely land an OC job, 100%. if not potentially maybe a head coaching job. I don't think it's likely he gets a head coaching job just because why, like, who, would, Herbert, who would say... Herbert in his rookie year, and now Mills in his rookie year. It's a no, good track I under, record. I understand the like, good track record, but how are you going to sell to your fans? We just hired a head coach who was an OC of Head a coach of the uh, DC Guardians, through. though. Huh? Back in the XFL yeah, days. He was the, t- the guy is part of the Houston Texans. Houston Understandable. Three, Understandable. Three-win season. Now you're going to put him on as your head coach. I don't think it's a great optics. I think yeah. he definitely will be a valuable OC, yeah. though. That was a surprising, surprising firing to me, but apparently in league circles, everybody knew that it was a one-and-done deal for David Culley, no matter how well they did. But at least the man got a nice 22 mil over yes. one year of coaching. Yes. That is right. Good nice. for him. I, I Well-deserved. Yeah. Okay. So I guess let's hop into it now. We're going to start out with the teams that are looking for a general manager and a head coach. We'll start up in Chicago with the Bears. Chris, let me get a thought. Okay. So, I think everyone, if you know the NFL, you followed it a little bit, even this past two weeks, the rumor is, or was the past couple of days, was the Bears are really locked in on Brian Flores. But also, I think most teams are going to be locked in on Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. He's probably the best option out of everyone, I would say. I just agree. because he, he is a man among – he's a leader among men. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Because he brought a team back from starting 1-7 to basically on the brink of a playoff run. That's, on, that's insane. But he also had, like, you had the – oh, he had two uh, – two yeah. was not good. He didn't even ruin two. Do you think a leader blah, blah, blah. should ruffle feathers like that? Do you think it's a necessary evil – Running an organization that you're gonna have to piss some people off. I yes, you have to do it. You have to do it right, though. Again, I agree. No but the it. one person you don't want to piss off QB. is the most important guy in the franchise, the quarterback. But guess what? Some people can take it and they push themselves. It's true. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Look at him. Now he's on. He's gonna win the MVP because the AP All Pro team came out. He had what thirty four votes. Tom Brady yeah, had 16. sixteen. They what? They vote for the yeah, MVP. Pretty so much they the pretty much guys, locked so. it up. Well, Rogers got that on lock. We will be doing an episode in the future, of course, talking about yes. our predictions for the awards, even though most of them are pretty chalky. My biggest take on those, though, is that Joe Burrow should be far and away comeback player of the year over Dak. 100%. 100%. that's not our topic for today. Yes. Okay. So let's circle back. <laughs> so Bears, Flores, apparently the big head coaching option, but they got to take care of the GM first. Any thoughts on the GM? No. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Because especially in this year's uh, offseason, the GM position is very intriguing because there are a lot of options you can go into. Mm-hmm. A lot of VP of personnel, a lot of assistant GMs you can go to. Mm-hmm. Do they want to stay internal? Do they want a completely clean house? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But there are plenty of good options. You could do. You could try to do a package deal, like a maybe... We always talk about this, uh, Joe, Joe Shane, Shane and uh, Brian Dable. 
stable. Apparently, the Bears have an interview set up with uh, with Shan coming up in the coming I did days. See but yeah, he's one of the top gym prospects. Really, yeah. him. You have the Horvitz, if I'm saying that Horvitz out of, uh, out of Baltimore. Ravens. But he's Eric been there the for Costa so long. Disciple. Are you gonna Are you gonna be able to get him out there again? Everyone has a price, so he will yep, get out. Exactly. Those are definitely my two top guys. One without a doubt. But you could go other ways. You could go into like uh, I'm not even sure. Ryan Poles. He's very yeah. intriguing. I do like him. He's actually probably the way that he rebuilt that Kansas City offensive line in one off season. I think that is, is commendable. I think that is the most obscene thing about the Giants and having such a bad offensive line. The Kansas City Chiefs blew up the entire offensive line, and within one year, it was back to a really solid, if not dominant, unit. They did have their mm-hmm. rough, rough patches mm-hmm. and stuff, but the Giants taken probably the past 10 years just to make a, at one point, I believe 2018, under Pat Sherman, they were ranked 17th. Yes, and Daniel Jones is rookie year. Yes. And besides that, they've been pretty much in the bottom, bottom what, five, five of the league, five, league which yep. is just embarrassing. But overall, the GMs, uh, position on mo- like most teams like the Vikings the we're Bears do, Giants and at the end of this to wrap up the head coach and GMs we're going to rank all the spots in terms of you were the GM you were the head coach where would you want to go okay like so that. keep that in mind as we go forward t- yeah, we'll the Bears I think that was a wide open one yeah. I think as time goes on once a few guys get eliminated this week they can do more in-depth interviews then of I course. think they'll get some more going so how about we hear from you about the uh the Vikings position. The Vikings are uh, they're in a weird spot because the yes. Vikings, out of the three teams that have a GM opening, definitely the most talented roster. However, yes. they're the one that is severely hamstrung mm-hmm. by a quarterback contract. It's really, there's three different quarterback situations here. In Chicago, you have a young quarterback who's very promising that everybody around the league expects to be a great player. Vikings, you have an older QB Who's bang average. Bang average, not great, not bad, but he's making a lot of money. The Giants, Daniel Jones, who knows? Amen. Who knows? So the Vikings, I think, is a it's an intriguing option just because of the pieces you have there. Justin Jefferson, if you're talking about guys you want to start a franchise with outside quarterback, easily within, I would say, the top five players that you're going to be talking about there. Second year in the league. Broke all of Odell's records for his first two years. Just one of the best receivers, route running, everything. Other than that, there aren't many young pieces on that roster. There's a few I like. Darisaw, I think he's a future left tackle for them. But Thielen's getting old. Kendrick's getting old. Daniel Hunter's getting old. Pat Pete is their cornerback one right now. Harrison Smith. He's getting old. I think that this GM is going to have to take the long process here. In terms of head coach, they're coming off a defensive guy in Zimmer, but they've developed great offensive guys under him like Stefanski, Shermer, so on, so on. So I think the Vikings can go in any which way. The third team that we have to talk about that is a GM and a head coach is our beloved New York football Giants. (laughs) It's been a rough go of it since 2015. And it's no secret that the Giants are heavily, heavily linked to who? I'm going to take a moment here just to appreciate this moment. 
because they are they have been linked to a few people, but Joe Shane, Brian Dabble, those are like those are the top two people that people are saying they're gonna go package deal. But recently, as of it's getting a little bit more traction today, they're saying Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson have been in constant contact mm-hmm. about meeting up in a certain city to rebrand themselves. And one of the teams that Brian Flores really wants to go to could be the New York Giants. New York native Brian Flores. Is. Yes. And that, I think, is a massive thing. But it also depends. Because the Giants, I think, openly said they're going to take their time, pick the best GM possible, not mess up like they did with Dave Gettleman. They really want to admit they messed mm-hmm. it up, but they did. And they're going to let him take control. They're not going to have a situation where it's like Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman almost fighting for the power because they and had a strained relationship at the end of their tenure. Yeah, that's what the reports are saying these days. Yeah, which is kind of why that's been under wraps so long. Because mm-hmm. you, we really all should have known. But you take Joe Shane, Dabble's probably going to be the guy. You take someone else like Hor- Horwitz, it could be Brian Flores. Or if they really like Brian, Brian Flores that much, like they did with Joe Judge, they could pull what they did last time, yeah. just hire him and make him. Their guy. I think the main point on the Giants, though, is at least they're moving in the right direction. The prior two GM searches, oh, the yeah, prior yes. two GM searches, 2000 and I believe 17, they hired Dave Gettleman. The only outside candidate they interviewed was Lewis Riddick, who would have ran the Giants into the ground the same exact way. They interviewed three guys, Gettleman, Abrams, and Riddick, all terrible candidates. The one before that, the only outside candidate that they interviewed was the Dinosaur whatever his name is, Charlie Casserly, who gives the worst draft takes on NFL Network, who we're going to run over with a chainsaw. <laughs> all right, first of all, I don't really mind his takes. He has some good. He has some good analysis. Some good, some bad. Some good. A little Everyone bit of a boomer, we'll have, Trust me, we'll have plenty of good, but we'll have probably just as much bad. Yeah. But, you know, the Giants are a very interesting team because you have, especially because it's New York, New York City, who wouldn't want to be in the it's Big Apple? It's got to be. You can make it here, you can make it it's anywhere. A, yes. It's a great, like, well, the history of the organization is great, not mm-hmm. recent history. But then you also have, like, the intriguing QB situation with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Honestly, right now, we'll get into more later. Like, the, I think the best move is to, honestly, you want the head coach, you want the gym to have their own guy. But I think the best move for the Giants, personally, is you got to keep Daniel Jones. I think the best year. move that the GM and head coach will see as they approach the draft free agency is that the best option is to roll with Daniel Jones for one more year? Because there's no better option. The and QB decline is, the fifth-year option. Yes. I, I would agree with that. I wouldn't even mind if they honestly did it, if they felt that good about him. I mean, the Panthers picked up Darnold, so yeah, well, there have been worse decisions made. Yes. But I got to say, the QB class, not great. Good, not great. Like Talk I saw, plenty about that in the future, yes, of course. of course. And also the free agencies... QB options, not great either. Like, there's really no... I feel like any move you take would either be downgrade or a lateral movement. Maybe a slight upgrade, but I feel like it would just take much yeah. more... It would take a little too much assets or a little bit more money here against a really bad cap situation. That's just mm-hmm. not worth it. Especially now, if we're rebuilding still, why waste like a, why would we waste a first-round Agreed. pick on someone? I think that the Giants GM should come in. And not focus on winning year one. Yeah, I think that ownership has to make it clear that you're not going to be judged on your results this year. Yeah, because they have to get the process moving. You can't. You can't make someone fear for their job, make dumb decisions. You got to give them exactly. time. Yep. You have to let them build a nice young core. And guess what? Do you know what? Mo- do you know what they should do? Draft 
offensive goddamn lineman. Exactly. That will be the key to any GM success <coughs> in New York. We'll get more into that later. Of course. Looking at the head coaches, first team that needs a head coach, fire their head coach early into the season, Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer was a train wreck. Terrible hire from day one. Of course. What do the Jags need? I think the Jags honestly need uh, – right now they need some stability. It's, it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. You have a young QB in Trevor Lawrence. He needs someone to lean on. He can't be the guy. He can't be the most mature guy there. Again, you're the QB. You're supposed to be the leader in that stuff. But you can't be making – like the, the yeah. coach can't be making controversies and then, then put, he putting that on the It's QB obviously a very intriguing option because you have yes. maybe the best quarterback prospect since Andrew yeah. Luck. The problem is do you want to be working under a GM who's an absolute clown? That everybody's wearing clown costumes to the game because they want to fire that badly. Who's gonna want to work there? That's the only issue. That's the that, I think that's the one issue of handcuffs though. Because my personal pick for them would be Byron Leftwich to return to Jacksonville. Yep. That's a pretty popular candidate because I think hearing. him he could relate to Trevor Lawrence. He one hundred percent can. I think he's a great offensive mind. Look at the success he's had in Tampa, even with Jameis. In Tampa, I mean, that's besides the point. Yeah. But, like, Tampa's offense, like, recently, especially, I mean, now you have Tom Brady, insane. I think he could just bring some stability. Exactly. I think he could help Trevor Lawrence get, he has a few mental He would definitely mistakes. be a popular hire, too. Yes. Would bring some much-needed praise to and that organization. That's what you need, that's what the owners need. You got to sell tickets. Shad Khan. Needs to sell tickets. Amen. Instead of worrying about his dumb wrestling league that nobody cares about. On to the Broncos. <laughs> Denver is right. another really interesting situation. Reminds me of if the Vikings had a better cap situation. That's what this Broncos team reminds me of. The Broncos are very, again, all these are interesting situations. Because they have a very young core. They are very talented. Judy, they have a Sutton, lot of- decent offensive line they got there. You Bradley Ma- Chubb, Sertan, some good defensive yes. stuff. You have Javante Williams. You yep, have Melvin exactly. Gordon in the backfield. You have a very – your offensive line is pretty solid. Not, not, not the good, best not in great. the league, but not terrible. Love Quinn Miners. Yes. Yes, I love that. He has – trust me. He has a lot of fight in him. I love that. Yep. But, again, I think this is a great – I mean, Vic Fangio, was I a huge fan of him? No. But Did he deserve to get fired? I, I, I don't think so. I think if you gave him one more year, he'd be fine. Especially with the QB situation, if you gave him a, a like a, uh, let's see, what would be like if you gave him a Kirk Cousins, that's a that's a that's one hundred percent playoff team. Without I agree, could not agree more. Moving on to the Texans, I didn't think they should have fired Cully, but I guess that was just a one year situation the whole time. However, is the relationship between Texans ownership? And Deshaun Watson so bad to the point that they could not convince Deshaun to stay there by bringing in his main man, Brian Flores. I think think that's the only way. The only way they keep him? I was about to say, before we put in the, if they brought in Brian Flores, I thought there was no chance he was going to be there if Brian Flores was still in Miami. But since Mm -hmm. then, he's out. He straight up said, I don't want to go to Miami now. So he made it very yeah. clear that he wants to go to probably 100% just with him, Brian Flores. Who knows where the legal situation yeah, is The legal situation is definitely going to be resolved, I think. Just because You'd it's assume he'll be out. playing next season. Yes. But I think, but yeah, like, even like with the hint to like the Giants or something like that, 
it's all about what you're willing to give up mm-hmm. if he's going to get traded. Because, again, like, do you do you want to give up two first-round picks? What are you willing to give up? What are the Texans willing to move him for? But the only thing that made it easier to trade him is Davis Mills playing yep. pretty exceptional for where they took him, what they expected from him. With Davis Mills, they won three games. With Deshaun Watson, they won four. And I would argue their roster got worse over the last year. Yes. Well, that, especially after they have some of their tradings. Yeah. Trades, rather. Mm-hmm. Not great, but... DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, he wasn't there Deshaun's last year, but yes. still. Yes. Still. The, I mean, J.J. Watt left. They're just going in a bad direction. The Texans, I think, is going to be not a very desired position. After what they just did with their last head coach, who knows if you get that job that they won't make you the scapegoat. I think that is, yeah, that is a valid point. I think people might be... And it's not a good roster. Not a lot of assets. Yeah. Decent assets, but nothing crazy. Not too With what you have to rebuild. Yeah. The Dolphins. Another very interesting scenario. I think that... (laughs) We, we keep saying they're very interesting scenarios. Very interesting scenario. Just a I bunch think, of interesting scenarios. Honestly, the Texans, not a very interesting scenario, if you're asking me. The Vikings, a good team, but not interesting. But the Dolphins. I feel like the Vikings are the most uninteresting. Because it's a very, like, middle of the road. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. Like, it's very middle of the road. Not, like, a terrible situation, not a great situation. Exactly. With the Finns, though, everybody shocked that they that they fired Brian Flores. Apparently, the relationship between him and... The GM, Chris Greer, and the quarterback, Tua, was just crazy. One of the more crazy dynamics that we've seen in the last few years of the league. Who do you think that they'll be looking at to bring in? Again, this could go in a few different ways. Because you would think with a young quarterback mm-hmm. like Tua, you would target maybe a young offensive coordinator. I agree, and there's one that I very much like. And I there's think their style guy, is very similar to the no, offense that's being ran. Besides that, and that's like whatever. But there's one guy who I just think deserves to be a coach in this league. And I think you can probably pick it from me. Eric Bianami? Amen. Yes. And yeah. I think him with Tua, I, I think he could take he can help Tua take the next step. Cause right now he was probably he was a solid QB. He had a really good uh mm-hmm. few game session right uh in this middle of the league, uh middle of the season rather. Yeah. But I think he could make him to like the point where it's like he could almost take your. He could take your team to the playoffs. Not, not. It's not like your team's going to make the playoffs in spite of him. It's going to be your team made the playoffs because of his play. The Dolphins don't have a first round pick this year. I think they need to invest in the offensive line to make sure that they can get an evaluation on Tua. I think that the perfect guy to bring in as head coach is Nathaniel Hackett, offensive okay. coordinator from the Packers. I think Tua yes. is great in the RPO game. I think that they can incorporate the RPOs that Rodgers and Adams run, run them with Tua and Waddle. Those quick, you know, quick read, Adams from the slot, and a little out route. Plays like that, I think that's where Tua will be at his best. And if he can't be productive in that offense, he'll never be productive. So I think that's a great fit. That is a great – I do like that. I think that would be a great fit. But the only issue is Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers, yep. if he were to move to question. someone like the Broncos, I think he would want Hackett to want come. Because they do have a great relationship. The timeline on that's going to be messed up. Yes. Because and also, there could be a situation in which 
LaFleur is going to do anything he can to make sure that Hackett stays just so that they can try to convince Rodgers to stay for another yeah. year. That's the only issue. Would, would you say. rather be head coach of the Dolphins or offense coordinator of the Packers with Aaron Rodgers? Money it's a tough massage? question. No, I would, I would probably say without a doubt probably the uh, OC for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He'll get a job eventually. Yeah, no, you'll But always... I think the Dolphins is a premier head coaching job. You don't get many rosters like that coming yeah. open too often. They got a great defense, two great cornerbacks, some young studs, Jalen Waddle, best player in last year's draft. That's, that's your take. My take, but it's true. Okay, uh, let's rank them. We're going to leave out the GM aspect. We're just going to say head coaches. What is the one team out of all of these that you would most like to be head coach of? That's a, this is a, let's tier them. Let's tier them. Who's in right, tier right, one for you? I feel like, I mean, again, not many of these are like, I mean, I think the Broncos definitely should probably be tier one. I think they have My the best tier situation. one, I think I'm going to go with three teams. Mm. My tier one, I'm going to stick with two teams. It's going to be the Broncos and the Dolphins because I just think they have the best rosters and they are not in cap hell as the Vikings are. I would, I would say they're definitely there. I think you could put, there, there could be a few arguments for other teams to be there just because of their yeah. position. Because in I, tier I think two, those, who would you put in tier two? Tier two, I'd probably put the Giants, Bears, maybe probably, probably the Vikings. I would have Giants, Vikings. Honestly, I would probably have every team except the Texans in tier two. Because I think the, the Bears, the Jags I would have in tier two. Because I, I think Trevor three. Lawrence is such an enticing guy to work with that, is that he bumps yeah. them up a tier. And I think the Bears, they have fields. They have not the worst roster, but they also have a bit of an older team. The Giants, I just think as a head coach, you're going to get a little bit more leash because I think they're going to rebuild this year. And if they fire four straight head coaches after Within, two yeah. years, it would be that quite is, surprising. That is a good little protection. Now you now you kind of go in and you know. Yeah. Listen, you didn't want to fire your last coach. Who and you're also going to get fired. Most likely you're going to run with Daniel Jones this year. So he'll be the scapegoat if this year goes bad. Which it probably will go bad. But again, Daniel Jones could play well. Like he, I think that the Giants' best chance to succeed this year comes if they draft two offensive linemen. Yes, 100%. Because well, I think the defense... It's going to be interesting how this defense plays with a new system. Without Patrick Graham, who was prior. Patrick Graham was a great defensive he was coordinator. A great DC. He'll get a DC job somewhere. 100%. He'll get interviews for head coach, but I don't think he'll get it at this point. I think he should go to a team with a great defensive roster, and you could easily cat him. So, I would, catapult you know where I would himself. like him to go? Back to the Dolphins. I think that would be a great landing spot, except I don't think they're going to go with a guy that has those kind of connections. Yeah. Because this is a connections league. No, yeah, of course. But I, I, I really I think he was a great great DC. Great he was a great coach. Yeah. The team, I feel like the defense really like won around him. He really almost like really pushed them to like their limits. Because last year they were probably a top five, uh, top ten if not close to top five defense point wise, and they were no, by no by no imagination the best talent like had the most talent without like not even close. Mm-hmm. It was a I lot agree. of role players playing to their ability, playing to their strength, and that's all you have to do in this league. And you'll have success. Okay. Let's do one last thing on this. You can choose one head coach to pair with one team. Who do you want to see? As a Giants fan, 
I would love to see Brian Flores in New York. In New York. But that's a little homer. That's a little homer, homer take. Move. For so, me, I think on. I'm also going to go with Brian Flores. I would love to see what he would do with that Broncos defense. I'll go with, I'll go with a different one just because get a little different take. Byron left, which I said this earlier, to the Jacks. Yeah. I really want to see that. We definitely happen. need Trevor Lawrence to get a good offensive coach. See what he can do. He was That'll very be, impressive in that last the game. The worst of the thing they could do is get like a, a defensive minded coach. Like I mean, they can't get an old guy again. But again, Dan, they can't get Dan Quinn. Guy. Apparently, is the leader for the Broncos job. Yeah, but we, I don't think we mentioned that. So that's also going to be very interesting. To yeah, play out. Just one last point: a guy that has been gaining some traction, even though we didn't discuss him, is Doug Peterson. Yeah, Super Bowl only Super Bowl winner that's out there at this point. Okay, that wraps up that segment. Now we're going on to the playoff bracket. Oh baby! As we said before, spoiler alert: the first game already happened. Cincinnati with an impressive win over a sneaky Raiders team. Next game is Buffalo, New England. Can't lie, the game is on right now. Bills are up seven nothing, so we're both taking the Bills, right? Yes, uh, I was taking the Bills before the game started. I think the Bills are a better lie. team. You look at the Bills compared to the Patriots. First game, the Patriots only ran the, uh, threw the ball three times. If it wasn't for that one run that Damian Harris broke open, they would have the been. Bills would have won that game. Yeah. I also think just Matt Jones hasn't been playing great. The entire Patriots team hasn't been playing great. They lost three out of the last four, I think, then this season. Not a great way to go into the playoffs. You want to definitely do, not. You want to start out a little rough and on a good note. And yeah, a high note. I think the Bills have been very hot yes. the last few weeks. You always want to go with the hot team. They have home field yep. advantage. That's exactly. very. I think that mm-hmm. for me, that's gonna play a very important role in my bracket. Okay, so the next game, we're obviously picking Kansas City as the home team. Yes. As Big Ben said, the Steelers have no chance. <laughs> so the Steelers are done. Big Ben, great career, not a great guy. Great career, though. <laughs> he, hey, listen, he had a great career. Even, I'm oh, happy. Juju's coming back, too. Good guess, for him. Guess what? They're only going to lose by, like, 21 now. Good for him. I, best thing that would ever come out of this game is if we get a little Juju versus Mahomo. Versus Mahomo TikTok challenge. You know? Yes. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think Kansas City's probably going to destroy them because yeah. I think there's – yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Big Ben. Not close. Not Last close. season, not he close. knows that he made it to the playoffs. Couldn't ask for a better story for him. Better ending. Yep. I mean, besides the Super Bowl, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Next game is going to be the Cardinals playing at the Rams in SoFi Stadium. I'm going to go Rams here. I am. I'm doing that too. So I think Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a great player. I just think that without having DeAndre Hopkins with. Uh, J.J. Watt, he's banged up. Chandler Jones had injuries this season. Yeah. Yep. A lot of their studs haven't done well. I think the Rodney Hudson acquisition over this past offseason was huge for them. Really solidified that O-line. But I just don't think they have what it takes to get it done against a real against one of the most talented rosters in the league in the Rams. What do you think in that one? I might go the same way. Rams are going to win. Again, home field advantage. Going to play a pretty big factor. Also, you worried about Stafford at all? After the way he's looked the last few weeks? I am. But not to the point where I think they're going to lose. I think he's going to show up in the big moment. Again, you can mm-hmm. make the argument he didn't show up in the past, whatever, with the Lions. Yeah. But also the Cardinals, 
they haven't been great. Like, they've been really good, not great. They haven't. They've been a little rusty. They haven't yep. been perfect. And that's what we have to be to win. An impressive game, game against like the this. Cowboys, though. I was impressed with that performance. But Speak again, of the devil. The <laughs> Cowboys versus San Fran. The next game. Who are you going with? I'm going to do, uh, I guess. I guess with the uh, seed, which the seeding would say is an upset. But I'm going to go with the 49ers. Yeah, exactly. Screw the Cowboys. We hate them. <laughs> hate to strong word, but I would say I strongly dislike them. It's true, but I want to see the 49ers go on. I want to see Debo. I want to see George Kittle. I want to see Bosa. Their yeah, team is yep. full of studs, and I want to see them go on. I also think, just honestly, they've been playing really well recently. Again, they're going into the playoffs hot. Dallas, not again. Dallas has beat up on a lot of bad teams in the NFC mm. East. So NFC it's really East. like, yes. So I'm not really, am I impressed with them? They are a very good team. But again, Dak, has he played great throughout the year? No. I mean, he's coming back from a major injury, which I understand. They beat up on the Eagles in that last game. Which we'll get to, the but, Eagles. But, but like, there's no real, imp- I mean, they showed off the year really good. Lost to Tampa Bay off a last second field goal, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly, but yeah. I, I think that, was, that was a lot of games ago. All they have to do, the 49ers, Jimmy G just has to stay within his own. Yeah, stay within himself. I think that the biggest mismatch here is that Dallas receiving core against a subpar secondary in San Fran. They're going to have to get pressure on the quarterback. Tyron Smith is going to play, but he hasn't been 100% since probably 2017. Yeah. But he's still a great tackle, so. But still, not, not ideal. Also... The Cowboys, their defense is suspect because they, they I felt like de- depended a little too much on the defense in getting turnovers. Exactly, Parsons Again. has been great. Trayvon Diggs has gotten yeah. toasted a lot, but he's made a lot of great plays, which is good. But if I feel like if the turnover battle went like mm-hmm. even, I feel like San Francisco has it in the back. I also believe that if San Fran wins this one, I think Kellen Moore. Could Become. get a head coaching job yes, pretty 100%. soon. Yep. Last game of this super wild card weekend is Tampa Bay against Philly. I think Tampa Bay is going to blow the doors off Philly. What do you think in that one? Uh, I think it's going to be a little close because I think Jalen Hurts is going to mm-hmm. show up. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a really good game. No Shaq Barrett for Tampa Bay. That is going to be a big piece. Trying to contain. I think Devin White is going to have to do a lot of spying. I think Jalen Hurts have a really good game. Also, they might be down like uh, maybe like seventeen points, like mm-hmm. five minutes left, and they just go hurry up. They might score a few points yeah. at garbage time, so it might look a little bit better. But I still think Tampa is overall the better team, even yeah. without AB. Their yeah. offense is extremely good, probably top of the league. Also, their defense not playing to the extent that they probably want them to to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still very good defense, and they're all they're pretty healthy. I mean, there's not really too many big a few injuries. injuries but a few injuries, but nothing, nothing serious. Shaq Barrett, I believe, would be back by next week. Which is great for them. Yeah, crucial. Because of, in our bracket, they'd be going against the Rams. Yep. Round. So speaking of the next round, we both have Tennessee and Buffalo, Kansas, Tennessee, Cincy, and Buffalo, Kansas City as the matchups. Who are you picking as the winner in the Tennessee game in Nashville? I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. And for the first one we're disagreeing on, I'm picking Joe Burrow Burr. and the Cincinnati Bengals. I really think that the Titans 
just with all the injuries and everything that's gone on with their team, I think they're going to come out a little rusty in that one. I think that the Bengals, the key to winning that game is going to be how healthy Derrick Henry is coming back. I think if Derrick Henry is healthy, the Bengals are going to have a lot of trouble. Yep. But if they can stop the run, then I think they'll be in good shape because I don't think that that Titan secondary is anything special. I, I, I see why you're saying that. I think, it, I think it is going to be a close game. And I really do like Jared Burrow. He showed up this past game. He made some throws that I just that I just I couldn't believe. They were great. Like, he had a really good game. He shows up in the big moments. But I think Tennessee, they, they show up in the big moments. Throughout the okay. entire season, they get they one up against. They went up against like the "quote unquote" AFC juggernauts. They beat them all basically. They did. They're the number one seed for a reason, and I think at home you're getting Derrick Henry back. Even if Derrick Henry's not 100, percent you have to respect that he's on the field. Love exactly. the box. Yep. They'll have Julio and AJ Brown back at full strength. As full strength as Julio's going to get. Yeah, hopefully he can turn it around. Yeah. but but again, I'll finish by saying this. They don't have to rely on Derrick Henry. They can still give him the ball 20 they times. They can sling the rock. But I'm not too sure what the weather is going to be like there. They can give someone else the rock. You can yeah. give a McNichols some burn. McNichols will get a lot of passing down work. I think they're not going to go too heavy with Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah. Also, it depends how the game goes. The, yep. the game plan changes because you're up by 15, 20 yeah, points. Exactly. doesn't matter. The Buffalo-Kansas City game. I think we – are we going to agree on this one? Yeah, Kansas City. I'm going Kansas City. I think that – Rematch of two years ago. I think Kansas City – I think Mahomes is going to turn turn it up to 100 here. I think Mahomes is going to have a huge playoffs. I think that Tyreek Hill is healthy after a little scare last week. Kelsey's healthy. The defense has had one of the biggest turnarounds in recent memory throughout the year. They started out the season not being able to stop a piece of paper. Stop a nosebleed. Stop a nosebleed. That's what I was thinking of. (laughs) But since they acquired Melvin Ingram, I believe, I think that was the inflection point. They've been a top three defense. What do you think about Kansas City? And what do you think about Buffalo's potential to knock them off? I think, again, I'm going with Kansas City, but I do think Buffalo... I think they are like I think it's a very even game. It's definitely gonna be a close one unless mm-hmm. something unforeseen happens. Unless one of them just one of the teams just does not show up to play. But I think if Agreed. Buffalo, this is probably gonna be. I honestly think Buffalo in Kansas City would be a harder game for them to win than Buffalo in Tennessee. I think it's gonna be the make or break game. Mm-hmm. But I, just, I agree. I I don't see Patrick Mahomes just being like that bad in this moment. No, especially when he has a better offensive line than last year in the Super Bowl. And I just don't, like, you can, if you can slow down Josh Allen, not stop him, just slow him down a little bit, I think, task, I think, a, I think you'll be fine. It's a fine. tall task, but we'll see if they can do it. Yep. Let's do the AFC Championship now. Since we're just talking about the AFC, I have Cincinnati going up against Kansas City, and I have Kansas City winning it. I just think that the Cincinnati defense has performed well all year, but I think that Kansas City with the home field advantage, is just going to have too – it's going to be too big of a talent disparity. I think Cincinnati this offseason should invest heavily in the offensive line and some other spots, and I think that they can become a true competitor to Kansas City next year. Who do you have in Tennessee – in Kansas City at Tennessee? Again, this might uh, shock you, but I have Tennessee – 
I tend to see reaching okay. the playoffs. Again, I think they always show up to the big games. Whenever they play a they tough sure game, have this year. they show up and they win. They beat Kansas City earlier on, if I'm not mistaken. They did, yeah. And it was pretty. It was a really well-played game for them. I think at this point, Derrick Henry's going to be a little bit more healthy. Mm-hmm. Joey's going to help them. You can rely on him a little bit. And also, again, Kansas, Kansas City's defense... They they would have to play a really good game, especially against certainly a suspect close to one hundred percent go Derrick Henry. You have to play only yep. the perfect game to stop him, and also stop the outside weapons. Cause I don't think we I don't think people talk about this enough. Even without Derrick Henry, they were still very good. Yeah, AJ Brown is he's a, a top star. ten receiver easily, most certainly top ten. And then you have Julio, who you gotta respect, even though he hasn't been healthy, he hasn't been that productive. Mm-hmm. You gotta still respect him. He made a crazy catch. In the season, off the guy's helmet, yep. he still can make plays, but I, I would have Tennessee winning again. Another another close one. I really do not see too many games this year, besides maybe like the Buffalo New England game and the wild card to be like a blowout. Agreed, cheater, but agreed. Uh, Green Bay against San Francisco is going to be a rematch of that AFC Championship game two years ago. This is a. This would be our. NFC divisional game. If you lost track of yeah, this. it's gonna it's gonna be a rematch of that yeah game. No, I'm, so, I'm talking me. about. I'm not sure yep. if they're following our bracket that we're doing. Could we just want to fill the yeah. entire Super Bowl for the AFC? I think that the that. Packers have learned their lesson since that game. The defense has vastly improved. Yes. They've gotten lucky on a few things. The linebacker Devondre Campbell, they took him off the street. He's been exceptional. Russell Douglas as a corner got off the street. He's been incredible. I think Green Bay just has too much firepower for San Francisco. I would, I have that pick too. I have Green Bay. I'll tell you why. Aaron Rodgers is playing with a chip on his shoulder, and he's playing the best football I think I've seen since probably last year. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> he's just that good. He exactly. really, is, he is that guy. And you know what? He's playing on a chip on his shoulder. And what would be a what? Would, what would the organization want? Immunized. Most. He's immunized. Can't forget about that. <laughs> but what would the organization want the most? For him to lead the team to a Super Bowl, and maybe that would change his mind to stay back. Yep. Let me run it back with this team. Let me run it back with Devontae Adams, who is probably going to get franchise tagged. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. I think they're just clearly the best team in the NFC. Yep. Ever since the week one dismantling versus the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was really bad. But ever since then, they go they go and they beat a undefeated Cardinals team. Mm-hmm. That was a very good... I think that was a turning point. And ever since then, they've just been, again, consistent. Yep. And just constantly a great team and probably the best unit in the NFL. Getting, they've also got a lot. they got three of... I would say probably three of their five most important players outside of Rodgers and Adams back in Bakhtiari, Zadarius Smith, and Jair Alexander yes, going into the playoffs. Going to be it's going to be huge. I think that the week off is going to... Help them in sorts, but it's also going to hurt them a little bit because Bakhtiari is the only one that's played snaps since he's come back. But I think San Francisco just isn't going to have quite enough at the quarterback position to win that game. Yes. The next one is going to be the Rams playing in Tampa Bay. Who do you have in that one? I have, again, just the better team. I have Tampa Bay. I I disagree. I'm going with the Rams here. I understand the Rams beat them earlier in the season, but, again, I think that was – I think this is where it catches up to us. Stafford, I think in this moment, I think he's going to throw maybe five pick six. I think the Rams, think, if the Bucks are able to get pressure, then the Rams are going to be in a bad spot because Stafford has not been good against pressure this season. 
Yes. And I think that's going to be a massive factor. And once you have that offensive line holds up. But also, yeah. I don't think... I think uh, Stan, uh, Matt Stafford going to have to play a great game to keep up with the Tampa Bay offense. But Missing. LA's defense is very... It's actually, we're gonna have they have very good stars on them. If the Mike Rams Evans, match up well, because without having to worry about Leonard Fournette will be back at that point. Yes, but they won't have to worry about Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown. Jalen Ramsey better be shadowing Mike Evans, give him a little bit of help, and then everybody else covers everybody else. I think that that's a good matchup for the Rams defensively. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, gotta get pressure though. But you know what I'm never going to do? Never going to bet against Brady again. It's always a bad idea, but I just did it. Hey, we all have bad ideas. Green Bay, we both have them in the NFC Championship. They'll be at home. I have them against the Rams. And I'm going to take the Rams to win that one. You have Green Bay going against Tampa Bay. I just mentioned that it was a bad idea to bet against Tom Brady, but I'm going to make a bad decision right now. I'm going <laughs> to have Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers Happens to the beating best them in Green Bay. For Aaron Rodgers to advance to his, I believe his second Super Bowl? Second Super Bowl. He, he has not lost one. any. Yeah. He only won the one against the Steelers. Eli has more than that. But, continue. Okay. So I think this is probably going to be, I think this is going to be either a really good game, or one of these teams is not going to show up, and it's going to be a pretty bad game, so I'm going to get blown out. Mm-hmm. But I do like how Green Bay, their defense improved vastly. That's the key. You're getting all these guys back healthy. Jair Alexander against Mike Evans will be a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he shadows him for the Packers. That would be a good matchup. I also think this is where it catches up to the Bucks, where you might not, you don't have enough firepower yeah. that you want it. And you Antonio Brown have. played himself. He did. And he, but the worst was the Bucks are going to feel it the most. He, they're going to regret it the most. Yeah. I mean, they can't really regret it because you kind of had to do it because he just quit on you. Exactly. But the Godwin injury, I think, was probably the most impactful thing this season for the Bucks, and the biggest thing that hurt their chances. Agreed. I think that the Rams, if they're able to beat Arizona and Tampa in back-to-back weeks, I think they'll be rolling at that point. I think that their momentum is going to carry them through Green Bay. The weather conditions could play a factor here. I think both teams are obviously led in the passing game. I trust the Rams' run defense more than I trust the So Packers you have a Rams' up. home Super Bowl. The Rams play at home in the Super Bowl. It never happened before until last year. We're going back-to-back years. Uh, you know what the worst part is? I would love to see that happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, think the, I think for the Rams to make it to the Super Bowl, they have probably the hardest path. They certainly you have to, do. You have to play an Arizona team that's really good. Probably could have, definitely could have won the division. Was undefeated for most of the season. Then you have to play a Tampa Bay team with Tom Brady, and then you probably have to play a Green Bay team, and if not, a team that beat Green Bay, which is going to be an insane path. That's why I think for the AFC, it's going to be easier for a, a team like the Bengals. It's going to be easier for, for a team like the Bills, yeah. even. To make the Super Bowl besides the NFC. I feel like the NFC has just insane competition. But again, every team could play with each other. All you need is you, it's just one given day. You got to play good that. on that day. Okay, so the Super Bowl going to be held in Los Angeles here. And I have the Rams playing in it. But succumbing to Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, in a 32-24 to 24 win for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
winning their second Super Bowl in three years. Patrick Mahomes cementing himself with the greats only a few years into his career. What say you? All right, so I have the Tennessee Titans versus Green Bay. I was thinking about this, and again, I think I'm going to go with the better team. I think Green Bay is destined, mm-hmm. destined for a Super Bowl victory. I think they're going to put up a high number of points. I have my prediction is right now Green Bay 34, Tennessee 27. I think I was being a wow. little generous with Tennessee having 27 points because I think they could get. I think the Packers defense is very good. I think they could hold the uh, back. Uh, Derek Henry, I think they learned against mm-hmm. the 49ers in the uh, NFC uh, championship game a few years back. But I also yep. think it's going to be interesting if this was the matchup because you have a Derrick Henry who's pretty much going to be close to 100%. Should be. I think it's going to be a good game. So that's why I have Green Bay only winning by seven points. But again, I think everybody's going to go in. He's going to win MVP. And he's going to announce he's going back to the Packers once he wins. And Jordan loves to sit there and just shake his head knowing my chance he will not come and I'm going to be a backup probably for the rest of my career because I just haven't shown it this year. I think both of these matchups would be great games, though. I think, honestly, out of all, like, the entire playoff field was a really good one this year. I wouldn't mind anyone. I agree. Like, I, I think like, that Pittsburgh and Philly are the only teams in this yeah, playoffs that I would kind of. They really didn't belong, I would say. But yeah. I would say, like, a team like the Raiders, who have, I mean, they lost already. We know that. But they have, like, this Cinderella type story. Not even Cinderella, but just heartbreak, heart, heartache. Just a terrible, yeah, exactly. terrible season, considering all the distractions we'll say they had with their mm-hmm. head coach and Henry Ruggs. Yep. But if they would have won, that would have been cool to see, but we already know they haven't. But still, kudos to them for making it this far. I I really did just think they had a great Agreed. season. I mean, it's going to be a great playoffs. Of course, yes. Always I think is. that Always the is. extra team, you could argue that Pittsburgh and Philadelphia – they, they're not going to add much to the playoffs, but I think that this new Super Wild Card weekend is going to be great. Yeah. I like this thing going forward. And, yeah, we'll see how our predictions turn out. We'll keep it up, Dan. I'm honestly right. not very confident in mine, however. I'm so confident. I'm so Okay. Confident. And on to our third and final segment. We're going to take a little look at the 2022 NFL Draft. And we're going to see... Just take a quick look through picks one through, I believe, 16, the teams that did not make the playoffs. And we're just going to talk a quick overview of each pick, who we think they could be looking at, what kind of positions they're looking at, quick, a few uh, guys that we think are going to go high, a few one guys through that are going to go low. One through 18 are the teams that did not make the playoffs. Starting at one, Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. I'll take, I'll take this one. You take this one. I think it's very obvious. I think it's very obvious what's being done here. you got to take... The best player available on edge. Could it be Hutchinson? Could it be Thibodeau? That's what, it's, that's what I find intriguing about this pick. You don't have to take the clear-cut number one, because there is none. Exactly. I also could make the argument you take Evan Neal, protect Trevor Lyons. Yep. I know Robinson hasn't been playing great. They might get rid of him this offseason. Mm-hmm. So, for number one, I would I would recommend you want to go for uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I think right now he's probably my number one guy, because... The only difference between him and Thibodeau right now for me is Thibodeau throughout this season, I felt like disappeared in the big games. When Oregon lost to Utah, I believe twice yeah. this year. Yeah, they did lose. It was like I, I couldn't find him on the field. However, Hutchinson always showed up, I felt like, in the big games. It's always a little bit a, of a tough eval 
on the yeah. top prospects. A guy like Chase Young, when he played in the college football playoff, he was getting triple teamed every play. So it's always tough. you got to really I dig into think, the tape. I think Chase Young's do. a little different. I think Chase Young, if he was in this class, I think Chase Young would probably be number Clear one. number one. Yes. Yeah, so. As you could say with Will Anderson as well. Very intriguing prospect. Yes. That we'll be talking about a lot next year. Maybe even soon this year because he's just such a polarizing guy. Second pick, though, is the Detroit Lions. Cool. Dan Campbell, what a guy. Admits every press conference that he's a terrible coach, but he's actually a great coach. Yes. The Lions are in a weird scenario because their quarterback, Goff, big contract, a very below average quarterback. Not a terrible quarterback, but not an average like quarterback. He's, yeah, yeah, I could. He, you, you can still win with him. I mean, clearly they did. They almost they went to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl with him. But yeah, that was why Benny just never. Their up. roster is not good. No, but they do have a few building blocks. Okuda has had a very weird start to his career. Panay Sewell was a steal last year. They got a great value at yes. pick seven, I believe, taking him there. They could go any position. I don't think they're going to go quarterback. I think they'll kick the can on that one. I think they should take an edge rusher, really help that defense out. Yeah, I 100% agree. Listen, there's no QB in this draft that's worth a top five pick, maybe even top ten. Unless you fall, unless someone got to get more into the tape. But, but again, no. But again, it's a QB position. Everyone gets pushed up, so probably someone someone's definitely going to go top ten, I think. But for them at two, you got to take either Thibodeau or Hutchinson. Hutchinson going to the Detroit after playing at Michigan. That's just a great story. That I'd feel would feel bad for him, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I would feel bad for both of these guys. But, hey, one of them gets to play with Trevor Lawrence. The other guy's going to play with Jerry Goff. <laughs> so it's going to be a win-win. All right, third pick is going to be the Texans. The Texans, they're the team that everybody is saying maybe that's where QB1 goes. You know what? I, I Do you I, think I, they should look at QB? No. I don't. Because I agree. You see Davis Mill play exceptionally well, considering. You see maybe Deshaun is a slimmer hope of maybe we can get him back. Maybe, even though I don't think that's likely. And I think that, speaking of Deshaun, if they get... I think that they should maximize the picks that they get for Deshaun towards next year's draft. Yes. Rather than, rather than this year's draft, because next year, better quarterback class... They can either use those picks to attack the quarterback if they don't if they somehow make it out of the top three picks, or they can use those to trade down to other teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks next year. Yeah. I think that would be a wise strategy for them to have. So I think that with this pick, they should just be going best player available. Evan Neal's definitely yes. an option. The two edge rushers are an option if they fall. A guy like Hamilton, Stingley, anybody like that, I think they should go with. If I was them. You know, you got to protect your quarterback, whether that's Davis Mills, whether that's whoever. You want to take probably Evan Neal here, probably my number one offensive lineman, offensive tackle from Alabama, because even next year, when you if you want to package your uh, draft picks for the Deshaun Watson trade to get a QB, how much better would he perform when he has? Let's say they take a Bryce Young next year, a CJ Stroud. How much better would he perform with Evan Neal protecting his blind side than let's say a Stingley on well, they in the have... secondary? They have their left tackle in Laramie Tunsil. They might get rid of him. I'm okay. hearing that they, they could move him. But, but still, you'd rather have two good tackles than one good tackle. Again, yeah. listen, offensive line, 
when people say, oh, you need five good offensive linemen, no, you really need, like, seven. Especially, like, yep. the Giants should tell you that because they just kept getting injured. But I think that you build the offensive line the year before you want to take a QB. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. A team that did that not too terribly next is the Jets. The Jets are in a weird situation. Their quarterback, Zach Wilson, had a weird season. Threw a lot of interceptions at the beginning. Towards the end, we only finished a with little what, more 10? impressive. Not too many, actually. The yeah. four-interception game against the Patriots was bad. The Jets' roster is very... It, it improved a lot. Very meh. They have yeah. a lot of good prospects. They have a lot of potential. Beckton, AVT, Elijah Moore. Oh. Bryce Hall, I think, is developing himself into a nice cornerback. I still think that they should attack the secondary. Kyle Hamilton and Derek Stingley are my two top options for them. I, 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 would, I would say that would be a good option. I'll go a different path just for argument's sake. But let me just say this. AVT, Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard offensive tackle from U, uh, USC. USC. Last year they picked him, I believe, 16th overall after drafting, after trading up with the Vikings. Yep. What a steal. I've watched the tape on that guy for last year's draft. Let me tell you something. We named this draft class. We named this uh, podcast, rather, after me watching so much tape on ABT. Yep. And I think he's going to be great. Great player. I think the, uh, the Jets could go a few wings here. Could they go Iki Iquanu to really bolster that offensive line and really Definitely help? Definitely an option. Two mole or really, seven tackle position. Yeah, really help. Even you want to kick him inside, you can. Even though I, don't, I think it would be a waste to kick him inside unless... You have to. We're gonna have to see what his arm length comes out as. That's gonna he be is a not, big, yes, he doesn't have that much length. Topic at the combine. It's gonna uh, be Ikki Aquanu's arm length. And then another, another thing you could argue: Do, do they go edge? Do they go Kalafitas? They're gonna be getting the third edge. They're gonna be getting Lawson. Carl Lawson back. Yes. People forget he was on the Jets. They signed to a big that, deal. He's a good player. Towards Achilles, I believe. Towards Achilles, which is that was a, a tough, tough break, tough thing to come back from. I think adding another defensive lineman will help in that, though. I think Kalafis, the third, easily the probably the number three edge. I know some people before David Ajabo. David Ajabo is definitely in the conversation for that fourth edge position. A hundred percent, or third I, edge position rather. As the I Rangers know before scorer. before the uh, college uh, college season started, people were arguing could he make that leap to get into the argument of being the number one yeah. guy. Definitely. And you know what? I, I do like him. I think he's got a good motor. I think he would be a good addition. I think he he probably get picked. He's definitely gonna get picked. I would say in the top ten. Probably like I would say, probably after five, five to ten range would be his money spot as, at this moment. But again, if the Giants want to bolster the, let's move on secondary. to the Giants then. Okay, number five, Giants offensive line. Move on to the Panthers. That was quick, but let me put it in a little bit more depth. You want Neil? You want Aquanu? You want Charles Cross? You want anyone you can take? You want a Kenyon Green? I don't care. Take an offensive lineman. Take a damn offensive lineman. That's all I gotta say. Put me my new slogan. Take a damn offensive lineman. You can never regret taking an offensive lineman. It's the hardest position to if bust on. Unless you're the Giants and you pick a second-round prospect and Eric Flowers in the top, what, 10? Yep. Let me pick him. But that's besides the point. Okay, we'll move on to the Panthers six at 6. Panthers. They sit in between the two giant spots to, uh, selections that sandwich them. Definitely somewhere where we could see QB1 go. Yes. I think this is the first spot where you could see QB1 go, especially after Matt rules a little... His little uh, press conference. Where he slandered he, uh, Sam Darnold. Yes. I was going to try to put it a little bit nicer than that, but I could see someone like a Matt Corral, who's probably right now my number one QB. Matt Corral, I think he checks all the boxes. The only question would be his arm strength. 
And he also injured himself in the uh, poll game against... Uh, who do they play? They're playing... Baylor. Baylor, Baylor Bears. RG3. All right. That was a rough break for him. Rough break for him. It was. But I still think he's the number one guy. I remember he was in the Elite 11 with uh, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Wow. That's a big throwback. So, yeah. I can see them going there. I can see them going to Charles Cross. Uh, the I think their offensive line could use some help. Definitely. Mississippi State. I just didn't go a few different ways. I think they're very, like... I think they're in a, I wouldn't say they're, I think they're in a pretty bad position just because of all the QB controversy. Mm. You have a lot of money tied up there. You gave away your second round pick to the Jets for Sam Donald. Yeah. It was a steal by the Jets. Good for them. So I think they go a few different ways here. Yep. So then at seven, the Giants' second pick. I think offensive obviously line. the offensive line, the guys that we mentioned before, but also at seven, I think Linderbaum comes into play yes. there. I also think if Kyle Hamilton slips to seven, definitely in consideration. Mm-hmm. Two other guys that I think possible defensive studs they could go after. David Ajabo off the edge and at the linebacker position. Kobe Dean. Dean. What a freak Stunt. athlete. Let me tell you something. The Giants at number seven, if they take an offensive lineman at five, I would not be upset if they didn't take an offensive lineman at seven. I would still like a Linderbaum. I would kill for a Linderbaum. I also think one of the two picks could be a trade down spot. Me, yes. They could look at it this way. We have David Jones. We'll keep him for the extra year. We'll trade back like we did this previous year, get an extra first-round pick and then use those two picks that we have to to package them to move up to get a number one QB in next year's draft. But I would love to see the Giants get an Evan Neal and an Ike Aquanu, a Charles Cross, anyone like that, and then see them take a Linderbaum to put him in at center. But the Kobe team, as you mentioned, is just an absolute freak of nature. He did put on the wrong hat after they won the national championship. <laughs> it's not a great look. He but looks scary. Not his fault. He looks scary. Yes. He he made so many tackles when they played Michigan. He was just disrupt, disrupting everything. He is yep. my favorite linebacker in this draft. Behind, the only person really behind him would be Lloyd. Also, I'm a huge fan of who you mentioned, David Ajabo. Out of Michigan, a very opposite. raw player. Yes. Very raw player. I, was he the guy that said he didn't know that you could tie? He might, maybe. I'm not sure. I, I don't. He just play he played, I believe, only around less than a hundred snaps before this season at Michigan. But the only thing that does kind of with the tape that might fool you, every team that played them had to guard both Ajabo and Hutchinson. So who do you focus yep. more on? You're gonna focus more on Hutchinson. It's something so that's come see, up over the last yes, few years. Definitely, you're gonna a few see. Times. A few, a lot less double teams to see him try to get breakthrough. Because if you want to be that that guy in the NFL, you have to be able to take on double teams. Mm-hmm. But I could see him. He dominated one on one pass pro. So I I, yep. I do like him as prospect. Okay, so the eighth pick. Who do we got picking there? Eighth pick. Uh, you have. Let's see. You have the oh, you have the Falcons. It's going to be Atlanta. Atlanta. They picked Kyle Pitts last year. Great player. Broke the rookie tight end receiving record. I think Atlanta is in a position to take just a good player. I think they need to build up this roster as they turn it over. Rumors today that Calvin Ridley could be gone. So could they go receiver? Possibly. I also think that that defense, Kyle Hamilton, could be a good fit. They got a lot of freaks on that defense. I do. I would say that too. I think someone who could fault them, Devin Stanley Jr. 
a George Kalafatis, someone like that, Stingley a David Ajabo. Jr. This and is where AJ Terrell would uh, immediately be one of the best young cornerback duos. AJ Terrell played exceptionally well this year. Yep. I think a this guy is where... who at Clemson had a few bad games yes. and his draft stock tanked. The Falcons stayed true to their evaluation. The Falcons watched the tape. Good for them. And they, hey, they made an unpopular pick. And guess what? They can do whatever they want. They could go for uh, they can go for a best player available. They could go for an edge. They can do whatever they want, which is the best position to have. You can always pivot. You can mm-hmm. trade back. You can trade up if you want. But they want to trade up because there's no reason to. Because this draft class really is just a, lo- a deep draft class, which is a lot of great players. No, none like no, no clear number one guy. But I do like this draft class. Okay. The next pick at number nine, we are going to have the Broncos out of Denver. Denver is also another team that could be looking for the quarterback, another goal for the Rangers. Uh, Denver's defense is solid. I don't think this pick will be used defensively. I think they're going to focus on the offense. They don't really have many holes offensively, though. Guess what? The offensive they have one line, hole that I think they're going to fill. Quarterback. QB. I think they might be the number one, the first team to take a QB if it's not the Panthers. Yep. Will the Giants do something like that, like something weird, and they get rid of DJ or the new GM and new regime say, we're going to take a new QB? I could see them taking a A guy Matt that Corral. I would like is Matt Corral in Denver. Doesn't have the strongest of arms. Bring him into the high altitude, I think it would help him out a little bit. <laughs> you he needs a little help. Hey, I, I also could see a Kenny Pickett going there. They do like their tall white QB. Paxton Lynch, RIP. Yes. But I, I think that's a great position to be in if you're a rookie QB. Maybe they take their second round pick. Oh, so, or I mean, pick, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, with Williams and, and Gordon, Gordon in, the in the backfield. It's a great position to be in. Definitely somewhere good to be in. It's also going to matter who they bring in as a coach. It's going to yeah. impact their QB evaluations. But I think QB is a very possible scenario for them. Outside the... Last pick of the top ten. We're going to go a little bit quicker as we go on. Number ten is the Jets again. I think the Jets, obviously, if they could attack secondary, they could attack the linebacker position, outside linebacker rather, not inside probably with C.J. Mosley there. They could go for the edge rusher. They could go wide receiver or some offensive lineman. Do you know why I like Gardner out of Ahmad Gar- Cincinnati? Sauce Gardner, as they call him. Yes. I think he would make that defense just 100% better. I think that secondary would be a little bit more solidified. I think that could make a big difference in this upcoming season. I think Bryce Hall definitely is a guy you like as as cornerback two, but cornerback one, you definitely need one. At 11, Washington football team. They had a weird season this year. What do you think they'll look to address in the draft? Well, their season was very weird. Uh... One big question mark, what are they going to do with the QB position? Yep. I Taylor Heineke, Heineke is just a really – I think he's a really good backup. Could be he be – could he be a starter? Yes, I think he proved that he could be a starter. But I think he's one of those guys where it's like, listen, we have to just – we have to improve. We have to, improve. We have to just something. do better. Yeah. I could see them going off the line. If uh, Charles Cross is there, I could see them Cross or Kwanu. Maybe this is where Kenyon Green starts to slip in the conversation. Yes. I or Linda see... Baum if he makes it out of the top ten. It's hard to pass up on a guy. Maybe a David Jabo. Because their defense really collapsed. Also, Chase Young's coming back from mm-hmm. a bad injury. Maybe they go another yeah. wide receiver, maybe. They, they could, could definitely. Terry McCoy is Terry. Uh, definitely on the number one receiver in this league. I think he's very underrated. Garrett Wilson, a top player. 
maybe pair him up, Terry McLaurin, two Buckeyes out there. That hey, could be interesting. That would. All right, so now we're at number 12. 12. Vikings, I think that corner is definitely a big need of theirs. Yes. Pat Pete's a little bit old. I think their offense is pretty solid at the moment. Defense is definitely where they need reinforcements. But another team, when we see their head coach, we'll be able to make a better evaluation of their draft. I would agree, though. Defensive <coughs> back, you go. Gardner, he's a guy who pops into my head. Could Maybe Booth out of Clemson. Could they do a Nicobe Dean? Could they do a... Nicobe Dean, I'm Devin very Hoyt. intrigued by that. With a guy like Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks, adding him to that linebacker core for the future. Yeah. 13... Houston, uh, Houston Browns. No, the Cleveland Browns. Uh-huh. A crazy team. Their roster coming to the year. One of the best. One of the best. Baker and Odell couldn't get it together, though. I think that tanked their season. Now, this is where I could see another wide receiver <coughs> going. Kind of both for that offense. Agreed. Maybe I mean, a Chris Olave. Jameson definitely Williams. definitely a good option, but his numbers were inflated because of the situation he was in. But also, you see a guy... Like Jameson Williams coming off of that bad apparently ACL tear, not ideal. But he is he did declare for the draft, which is a good promising sign. Yep. They could go there. They could go a few other ways, but they're gonna be. They're, it's an interesting team to watch because you don't know what they're gonna do in the off season because of their stacked roster and just not being able to put it together. Yep. At fourteen is the Ravens. They haven't had this high of a pick in a few years. They've been very good recently. I, think, I would argue that they were still really They were, good in my opinion, the most injury-ridden team this year. Well, lost Lamar, a bunch of running backs all dead. Peters, they offensive lost. Offensive linemen. They lost their running backs. Staley, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He was out. The guy who They're basically a great made team. them trade. What's his Orlando, Orlando Brown, Brown over to Kansas City, of yeah, course. Do you know why I could see They don't have many holes, though. I could see them because it's Baltimore. You go for an edge. You go for a defensive player. They you love go for a linebacker like Nicobe Dean. I would. Baltimore I am pushing hasn't Nicobe devoted. Dean Baltimore hasn't so good. devoted much to the edge though in recent years. Judon, I think, was a third round pick, Owe. and they were happy to let him walk. Oway, late first, good call. So wide receiver. What about wide receiver? I like Andrews it. is a Do great option. Do you know what I would like them to see? Hollywood's a Do good option. Do you know what I would like to see? If you're interested, I'm going for Allen Robinson. Bring him down there. I would like to see I that. Agree. I mean, I think Allen Robinson's very underrated. But that's for another episode of Watch the After them, Eagles have back-to-back picks. I think the Eagles definitely overperformed this year. They could go any variety of places. Their quarterback is a weird situation. I think they're, they're going to stay. I think Jalen Hunt's played well enough. I think he deserves another year. Yeah, so 100%. So I think here you go for maybe another weapon. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a Jameson Williams. Maybe a Chris Olave. Or do you go, again, linebacker? I think a, a no guy one, that's been mocked to them a decent amount. Is Tyler Underbaum take over the center reins from oh, maybe Jason the Kelsey. last great center of the last decade, Jason Kelsey? I, I would like to see that, but I really hope Linderbaum goes. I think Linderbaum's trying to go probably within the top 14. I think he's really good. He's, he's the best Agreed. center prospect in a while. And then we have two more picks of teams that missed the playoffs. Chargers. I think that the Chargers should be taking Jordan Davis. They need to stop the run. I like that. You know what I was? Do you know what I I was kind of hoping for he would fall to a team like the Raiders. I would love to see Jordan Davis on the Jordan team like the Davis Raiders. with Ngakwe and Max Crosby at the edges. That would be scary. All right, and to finish off last, the, but actually not that? least because the draft you want to have a later pick because you're better. So the Saints are technically last, but not least. Good analysis. 
the Saints another quarterback team? The, I do they I'm roll intrigued. with Jameis another year? I coming think, off an injury though. I think they should take a QB unless Jameis and Williams. They really think that he's gonna come back good. He was very good. Uh, again, a little, little inconsistent, and by a little, pretty inconsistent. So a little That's issue with the turnovers. But if it. If no QB goes like this early, which a QB probably will go because it's a QB, yeah. and once we get to this push. range, then the but I think a Malik will Willis would be heavy. pretty cool to see. Just a physical free. Definitely playing in the dome, I think would help him, especially with Sean Payton. That'd be a good matchup. Maybe a mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pickett if he's still there, which he could be there. I Matt Corral. I would not want to see him go to the Saints just because he. he Broke his ankle in the Superdome, so I don't want to see him back in the Superdome because that would be uh-huh. weird. Unless it's the Super Bowl and he wins, yeah, in a few years. Good for him. Yep. Okay. Well, that's all we have for the draft as of now. The Colts traded their pick to the Eagles. Carson Wentz stinks. But that's all we have for the draft for now. We're going to talk way more about it though going forward. We're going to go probably some position by position stuff. And that's going to be our main focus, especially once the playoffs are done. We don't have that to talk about. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember to always watch the tape.